Kalimera, Kalispera, wherever time you're watching, this is Mapa. I'm still, Thaso is here. And before we start, don't forget nice. to visit our sponsor, foodfromcyprus.com. Use the discount code NCN12 for 12% discount. And each purchase you make will enter you into a prize draw to have the opportunity to stay in an Airbnb in Lefkosia at the beginning of next year. Safe. Thaso. Book it for a cup final, maybe. Putting it out there, somebody. Yeah, possibly, possibly. It's a good shout, actually. Yeah. Very good shout. Oh, I know. But then you, know. but then you need your fan card. Ah. Carta filatlu. I mean, I I have one. Um, sort of. Anyway, 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 anyway. Are you saying that someone needs to get a disguise and look like you to no. enter the arena? No, 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 no. Just I, I just have ways, ways and means. Exactly. Because this is Cyprus. Yes, yes. Anyway, how how the devil have you been, young man? <laughs> I I've been I've been great. I've been great. I mean, look at this. Yeah, nice, nice, nice baggy eyes for people who, who were uh, listening rather than watching. But yeah, yeah, doing good, doing good, my man. What about you? What about you? Listen, I, I cannot complain for once. Um, my team is is doing well. They are. Uh, the pod is doing well. It we're is. getting a lot of attention. We're, we're doing we very are. well. And I think with our, the content that we're putting out, especially written form, I'm hoping there we're getting is. a lot of credit for it as well. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Mr. Mr. Stell has another one on the website to check out if people haven't yet. There'll be a link somewhere to it, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what has happened when we get to the matching question. Yeah, yeah, because uh, unsurprisingly, there's more news than football action, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. In Cyprus in general. So let's get started. People have let's wasted two minutes and 20 seconds of their lives listening to our drivel. So let's begin with the first game, and that is Ayers 1. Ethnigo won. Ayers took the lead through Dingini. But three minutes later, Enzo Cabrera equalized for Ethnigo. And that is how it stayed. Thasso. I mean, that's what it, did we learn from this game? What did we uh, learn from this game? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, if anybody's got Mario Silia on their fantasy team, they're going to get the points, at least for the assist, because Cabrera scored a header from, I think, a pretty good cross from him from the wings. You know, if Getsbaya is, is, is watching any any anything happening in the Brodaklima rather than just picking any old random old bastards, then he'd be like, yeah, all right, Mario Silia seems to be doing the kind of thing that I want a striker to do. You know, play a bit further back, keep the ball, pass it around, do the business that he wants a striker to do, yeah? Anyway. Um, or, may, or maybe hold it up like a centre-forward that is playing up front on his own normally does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The other thing is as well is Banai. Banai needs to get a bit more fit, I think, because uh, Aez, um Dingini scored the goal after he kind of spilt that shot, didn't he? Uh, there was a shot coming in, he spilt it into Dingini's legs uh, and then Dingini had a pretty easy finish. But he's getting there, I think. He just needs a few more games, doesn't he? Yep, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 
Shall we move on, or do you have any well, other news? There, there's some news from Aachen. Mm. Aachen are really kicking it out of the park this year with the social media, I think. Sure. <laughs> after, after obviously, those two videos of their uh, kind of, what would you call it? What, what would you have called that? Their um, uh, downtime. Yes, yes. <laughs> Team building. Team yes. building. So, um, Ethnikos Aachen goalkeeper and captain, Martin Bogatinov, is... Uh, well, he's doing it tonight as we're recording, but he's been raising money for the um, for the running of the Aachena Under-19s team by there cooking up to 100 burgers. Up the, to? The, wow. Yeah, the Aachena social media said at the time. Now, um, they did post this morning to tell to tell us that they uh, had to, they basically had to say they sold out because uh, it's for a hundred plus burgers that they've <laughs> had orders for. Um, okay. Again, since we're recording, we don't know how much of a success that's been. But if you think about, you know, each burger's what four or five euros. It's, it's a good amount of money to help for raising to to help run the the, the, the academy teams. Ah, nah. um, but yeah. I'd like someone to report back on if they're any good or not. You know, I, I kind of when I when I posted about it, I tagged Halin. Uh, you know, get people uh, get people from BFBS on to to go to go visit and see if it's any good. So so Hal, let us know. Let us know if they're any good if you went. Um, yeah, Martin Bergadinov. Ah, they missed it. I missed it. I missed it. I feel how, very. How did you miss it? I I feel very bad about it. How I had to check your notes to see if they were in there, but they weren't. My goodness. No. no. Shame on you. Thing is. Yeah, I know. Right? I mean, I even I even titled the notes because there's all there's a bit of a food theme going on today. We'll get we'll get to it, but uh, yeah. Mm. And I was like Martin's Burgers. Couldn't think of the pun to go with it. It's so stupid. Anyway, on the other side of the aisle for that game, yes, uh, Aes were playing Agridas away from home in the cup. Tonight. Yes, yes. Now I say away from home, but um, Agridas and the Cyprus. Well, I don't know if it was Agridas or Aes or whoever, but the Cyprus FA agreed to get the. Game moved to the Tyrion. Now, very clever. Now, reminder for people who don't know Cypriot geography: Chloragas, where Agridas are from, is north of Bafos and seventy kilometers away from the Tyrion. Now, Zagagi is a suburb of Emeso and is six point three kilometers away from the Tyrion. So I'm just gonna just gonna leave well, that. It- Here's the graphic, just to give people yeah. a rough idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, oh, look at that. Goodness. It takes anyway. You know, and that's with obviously it takes 13 minutes from Zagagi to get to the Tyrion because you're having to go through. You're gonna you're having to go through the busiest roads in Lemon. Well, some of the busiest roads in Lemon. Yeah. So you avoid Ayas uh, Filas, which is which is the busiest. But anyway, yeah. That's the only reason. Whereas Agritas, 
I've had a two-hour journey there and back <laughs> to their home game. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the score of that game later. It, anyway. it defies logic, but it does. Before we carry on, there's something that you and I discussed last week, and it was an idea that we had. We need to do a social media league table. Yeah. And because so much happens on social media, it's very difficult for us to, you know, create a point system for everyone. So I think we will just give five points to the team that has the best social media of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yep, it's gonna you. have to. It's gonna have to go to Ethnic Go just for the yeah. the graphic, the the Mister Men style Burger Dean of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Image. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 of course. Of course, you know, obviously Aris haven't had a European game last week. They do have one tomorrow. Yes. Which means next week we'll probably have a load of memes to talk about <laughs> that will well, piss off some Rangers fans. Yes, well put, put it this way. <laughs> I know Adi will smash it out of the park like they normally do, which means it's time for other clubs to step up. But as of the 8th of November, which is when we're recording, Ethnigor are top of the This Is Mapa social media there table with five points. There you go. As the season progresses, we, we might have to give uh, points to other clubs because, you know, some well, might level up. and Yeah. Will we be giving negative points for... Shit, so <laughs> <clears throat> I think we should deduct points, which makes it ah, even more interesting. There you go. So now I need to create an Excel spreadsheet, figuring out how to do the formulas, and oh god, it's going to blow my head. But doesn't matter; yeah. it'll be worth it. There you it. go. More more work for the boss. Or I might just make <laughs> just make a standard, you know, eighteenth century, you know, one of them feather pens. What are they call quills? What the quills. fuck you want to call them? Yeah. yeah, just get one of those and just write. Oh yes, ethnic costs five points. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yep. Let's move on. Next um, next game, yeah. Okay, let's rock and roll, my friend. Yes, IL bounced back from their defeat against Nea Salamina to beat former head coach Karalamu's um, uh, side, and it was a two-one victory. A victory which I'm I'm guessing is going to thrill the IL fans because, after all, you know they were uh calling well some of them were calling for the manager's head after that defeat which is quite, quite bizarre because he'd only been in the job for like two games yeah. and uh, you know I, I can't understand the, the logic of some people but at the end of the day they got the victory it kept a lot of people quiet and um Peter Filipovic a player that kind of disappeared last season he got on the he, score sheet yeah yeah Malone Got an own goal, which gave Ayla the lead, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And who scored the one for Garmiodisa? Ah, Dumbia in the yep. 88th minute. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, um, kind of the, the nightmare for Haralambos there is more to do with a player that he didn't involve at all this season, even though he had him available, is that Yerolemo. Both the goals that Ayla scored were from set pieces taken by him. And pretty good deliveries as well. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the one for for me is that <laughs> he gets undone by a player he had in, he, he had available to him, but decided not to. 
So it's kind of a bit of payback for the player there. But yeah, yeah. Koskella has a 100% home record at the moment. Saying that, it's nice. only been two games, but he's won both of them. I don't know um, what's next for IL, obviously, but they brought in Timo Taino as assistant coach, yeah. who is very well known in Finland, very no- well known by Koskela, obviously. Played for Spurs. I'm pretty sure we mentioned this last week. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked about it. Mistaken. Week, yeah. But there, there's a player whose name I'm not going to mention. I spoke to a few days ago who knows Taino, and he's actually interested in joining IL. And there's a chance that maybe, maybe he'll go there in January. But I'll mention the name after the show, after I hit that end recording button, because I'm not telling anyone apart from Faso. Mm. Ah, ah, I get all the hot goss. Ah, <laughs> 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 right there, next game. Next game. Who is next on the list? Doxa. Hey. Doxa. They lost to Othello by two goals to nil. It's another defeat by Doxa. That's why there's an O in their name, because it represents... The zero, the zero wins. Zero My goodness, points. mate, zero honestly, uh, I don't know what to say anymore about them. Honestly, it's just, it's, you know what? You know when they say it can't get worse? <laughs> I, mean, I really can't because, you know, if Othello's at home, regardless of how many fans Oxa have, Othello's at home should be a game they should be more competitive in, but they really, they really weren't. The result kind of matches what uh, what went on. Um, Docs have only scored three goals just in the ten games so far, and it's, again, I'm mentioning it again. It's insane considering the class that they've got in their forward line. We talked about Sadiq loads of times. We talked about Ernesto Santi. They've got this this Vlita fella. He's uh, he, he plays up front for Suriname. I, I think he averages a goal a game for the Suriname national team. You know, uh, and when you see him with the ball, he's very fast. He's very powerful. Uh, anyway, um, just just because of what's going on with Doxa, every game now I've decided to start an Andoniadis watch. You know how last season I had, uh, yeah, uh, this season it's Andoniadi's watch. And to see what he's doing every time Loxa can see the goal. Uh, because, you know, this man somehow keeps getting picked for the national team. <laughs> so I thought we should pay attention to him since he keeps getting picked, right? This is online bullying, Thasso. You it's can't do that. It's not online bullying. It's scouting. I'm scouting to get fired, <laughs> right? So, um, even without the goals, because I watched all the highlights, even without the goals, in the 45th minute, he gets caught in possession and Othellos' forward uh, line nicked the ball off him, but enable, the, the Shishkovsky kind of is able to collect the ball. For Othellos' first goal, the Othellos players out on the wing, stuck in no man's land, uh, and, then Andonia, and then he just brushes Andoniadis to the side. Uh, and then Akanzo sets him up for assisting the play, the Othello's player to Popescu. score. Yeah. yeah. For the second goal in the 92nd minute, he gets caught in the opponent's half, trying to attack, obviously, to uh, try and uh, and get back in the game. Um, but uh, there's a sprint on from the, the winger of Othello's 
so he springs back to stop the counter-attack, except the Ocelos player already has a Roxa player on him. So Andoniadis has moved into the wing to do what? I don't know. And has left the Ocelos player running into the box completely free <laughs> to, to bang the second goal in. This man is an international. Yeah, mate, it's... Um, look, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure and he I'm, is as well. And, I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that he's getting the, the, the brunt of it because he's an international player and he's playing at a shit club. But at the same time, I feel... Is that his level? Is, is, is it? Is Docs at his level? I don't know. Ask him. Uh, you mean you mean as a negative or a positive? No, in terms of should he be playing for a better club? Is he is he better than Doxa? If that makes sense. Wait, if he is better than Doxa, he's not really showing it. Well, no, but I'm asking your opinion. If you if you think he's he's better than Doxa, listen, he's he's <laughs> starting to get older. No, he's starting to get yes. older, right? He's yes. thirty five. Something like that. 34, yeah. 35 years old. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of experience behind him. And yeah. he seems to be making rookie mistakes. That's that's kind of where I'm coming from this. Right, okay. Okay. Right. I've got you. Yeah. Okay. So that's that that's why that's why it's very frustrating to see his performances for Loxa. And then for him to get called up as well. So anyway, yeah, and and Doniadi's bashing. I'm kind of kind of done with it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done with it. I'm finished. Uh, I'm finished. And Doniadi's watch. Riman, I stole Yerimu. Don't Yeah, I stole Yero. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's not nice. <laughs> it's not. It's not nice. That's Look, not I'm, nice. I'm, I'm being. I'm being mean. I am being mean. I realize I'm being mean, but he's, <laughs> but <laughs> again. He's a very experienced player, and he keeps making rookie mistakes. That's that's where we're coming from with this. He's better than okay. that, and he doesn't seem to be proving it. Ducks. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. We don't want to hurt any more people's feelings because we're not really like that. Honestly, I promise. So, Ari fought back from a goal down to beat Nea Salamina by two goals. To one. I don't know why I do this pause whenever I'm talking when discussing the results. Maybe it's just a force of habit. But Donagaray, your friend, gave Nea Salamina their lead. But two goals from Yannick Gomis, one in the 68th minute and one at the death, gave Ari the victory. Perfect, I'd say perfect preparation for the game against Real Betis. They showed a lot of resilience and fight, which is certainly something you need if you are to retain the title. And uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Uh, Salamina played a good game. Uh, they, they, had, uh, they, they had a tactic for the, for the game and it worked for 89 minutes. Um, but yeah, you know, concentration levels drop just for that split second and Addis are going to make you pay for it. And yep. they did. Um, I mean, personally, I've got Doregarai and Gomis on my fantasy team. So Nice. Points, points all around for me. Catching, catching everybody, catching everybody up. I mean, I gave you, I told you, I gave you that lead. 
kind of uh, head start. Uh, you're, you're turning into Rodri Giggs now with your FPL kind of stuff. All right, okay. So I've got two to five. Don't make me start making videos about you, yeah? <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure it's all going to fall apart next week. You know, everybody, you know, six of my players are going to get red cards. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, listen, I again, I'm going to go back to Nelson. I mean, I'm very impressed with how they're going about their season. Uh, Nash Singh is getting plenty of assists. Dorme Shai is, I think, is a perfect foil for Dore Garay because he's, he's again, is is another kind of player who's who's the one who's going to hold it up, give and go, play out to the wings. And it's actually what you see in Salamina's goal. <laughs> he gets hold of the ball, holds it up, holds the defender off, plays it out to the wing to Nash Singh. Nash Singh crosses the ball in. And uh, Dore Garay gets uh, gets his head on the ball. Van Alves tries to save it, tries to make it look like it didn't go in, but it went in. <laughs> it went in. Um, but yeah, again, Aris showing great resilience, like you said, uh, to to fight back and get the win. And as for Ari, they, obviously they got Betis. Well, we are, I'm going to say tonight because obviously this is going out on Thursday, so it is tonight, mm-hmm. technically. But Babika was on the bench, Spoljaric was on the bench, Schumanski came on, Montnor came on, and Strutsky came on um, during the game. Now, mm-hmm. you kind of get a rough idea what kind of lineup up um, is going to put out based on the previous game, because yeah. you tell he does a lot of rotation. But I don't know if there's going to be many changes to uh, the game uh, against Betis because Zoke played, yeah. unless he's thinking of, of Morgan Brown starting, but Zoke started. Uh, Bankson came off because being, being, I wouldn't say rested, but I guess they brought in Montnor to, um, okay, brought him off the bench to give him more variation down that left hand side. Yeah. And um, uh, Yandao, who, when was the last time he played? I can't remember. I, I, th- I think he, he's played a couple of times, but he's been a bit quiet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The I, I think I think I saw as well. Musunda got injured. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah, so already they are a bit bare bones at the back, missing another player in defence. Yeah, is is Brawson? No, Brawson played. Brawson right, yeah, played. Brawson, Brawson's back. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but um, it seems like they get one defender back, get one central defender fit, and then the other one goes yeah. off injured. So it's not. It's 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 not great news for them defensively. Well, Kazoo played right back. I don't know if Boakia is injured because he wasn't on the bench. Mm. So I'm I'm not sure there. But then they've got um, Sané as well, the right back. Yeah. I don't know whether he's injured as well. And he wasn't on the bench. But, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, I... it's listen. It's it's the thing that I think we pointed out that they needed strengthening in the summer and they didn't really do it. So much like they probably brought in players for the future but not necessarily somebody who can do the job there now so against a team against against a team like Betis as well they'll need uh whoever they put in defense will need to be sort of have their head screwed on yeah although you do get the feeling that if and when the european campaign comes to an end they're just going to Pull away, aren't they in the league? Yes. You get that feeling. Yeah, that's the yeah. feeling I get anyway. Yeah, Te- teams who are in the hunt with Addis should take advantage 
of the situation now build up their points tally saying that i first so you know so cool, the, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So even when you'd expect them to be dropping points, they aren't really doing it. it. But then again, go back to the article that I wrote, and again, just go to the Gaffes Flares website when we spoke about Ayek last season. They went on a fourteen-game unbeaten run during a European campaign, and then it took a nosedive the moment they got into the last stages. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's another story for another time for another website. Shall we move on? Yeah. Okay. So, next game, Omonia beating Abolon by two goals to nil. Lowe's was scoring within a minute of kickoff. And a second goal scored by your mate, Willy Semedo, thanks to an assist by Loizu. But a penalty was handed to Omonia. Roman Bezos stepped up. And unfortunately, for me anyway, for Omonia, it was a tame penalty. It was pretty crap, to be honest. In fact, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. The moment you got the ball, I said, nah, he's not going to score. And this isn't me being a, a pessimist. I just know that. The way he takes penalties, they're pretty weak. But here's your mate Semedo scoring. I don't know what the goalkeeper was doing, yeah. in all fairness, mate. That's... But I'll leave the analysis up to you because no Choftes I mean, did it the other day. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's pretty much. Uh, Omonia could have won by a lot more if it wasn't for that tame penalty. But apparently Bezos, that's that's how he takes penalties. It's He's it, it, more, it, more relaxed with the penalties and then... Uh, he expects the goalkeeper to make a dive either to the far left or the far right. And then for him, it's just an easy poke into the goal. Except if, you know, you, your goalkeeper does your research on the penalty taker, he knows, oh, it's Bezos taking it, not going to move. And that's what ended up happening. Uh, but yeah, also Semedo hit the post after he scored. Um but yeah, they're, they're, that was a. I think it was a solo run. Took it past two or three uh, defenders, uh, and then kind of poked it underneath uh, Leuvenberg. But it just it just came off the post. What are um, your thoughts on the second goal? Because I I think that while Loza's pass was, was great, it was a the goalkeeper really really <laughs> dropped the bollock there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was expecting him because. It was still he was still within within his box. I think it's just a yeah. lack of awareness. So he could have just dived forward onto the ball, but he seemed to kind of go towards the ball, and then re- like think he was further away from the goal than what he was. So try to run back to cover the ball, goal before Semedo put the shot through. Obviously, it didn't work. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big mistake. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and there's something that I, I don't want to talk too much about Omonia, believe it or not, but there's uh, something Roy and I discussed on the pod the other day. Uh, Abolon, who prior to the game had only conceded six goals and three of them were against Buffalo. If you look at their lineup from the, the Omonia game, obviously no Humboy through suspension. Gol was unavailable. Uh, Ekbola played at centre-back where he, he normally is a central defender, but Dariko was unavailable. So, Effectively, they had pretty much a brand new back four and two holding midfielders that perhaps haven't played with that back four. So I don't want to take anything away from our victory, but it did seem like an understrength of Bollon. It wasn't the strength of Bollon, but there was also, so for Loisel's goal right at the beginning, Pay Burn plays like a really poor pa- pass forward. Which gives the ball to I can't, I can't remember which one player. It Hospital was Matthews, ball. and yeah, Hospital and then 
and then obviously a great pass from Matthews for Loizu to score. Now I don't know if it was because of the the smoke that maybe Payburn couldn't see too far forward. But either way, then you know you just put your foot through it, just get it out. Or you just you just played it along the ground to it it looked like to no one. And then well, yeah, Matthews he, got the ball. Mate, do you know to be honest, under normal circumstances, I'd I'd agree with you, right? But the thing is the pass was so bad, it, it didn't look like it was directed to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the thing. It, it didn't look like yeah. it was actually directed to anyone. Yeah, that's what that, that that's what I mean. And, you know, if you concede a goal after 32 seconds, it's it's a fight psychologically to try and, and you know, keep, that, keep an intensity up for 90 minutes. Uh, and they couldn't, they couldn't deal with it. That's it. Yep. Omonia, Omonia yep. was a better team in the day. Yep, absolutely. And I think we, we deserve the win, thank goodness. And that's three clean sheets on the bounce. Happy days. Um, and your mate Sofroni is a hero to many Omonia fans. So I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> and, anything the else. and the players. And the players. The players, of course. The players I think, are starting to uh, to do that thing that Every person who's played on the software only that we've interviewed. Yeah, but you know what? I'm said. not gonna believe anything they say until I see Sofroni in the stands with a sign saying, I love my guys. Yeah, I love you guys. Well, let's see. I'm not gonna believe anything these players tell me about Sofroni unless I see him do that. So anyway. Shall we move on? Tell 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 Roy to tell Bash to do it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hi there, next game. Next game. There we go. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy this one, Thasso, mm. when it comes up. Your team, Aboel, six wins on the bounce. Shepak scoring the guy that blocked you on Twitter, Marquinhos and Angel Garcia with an own goal. 3-0 to Aboel. It was yeah. easier than the scoreline suggested, I believe, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, they were in control of the game, especially after the second goal went in. Uh, the, the Ajax players' heads dropped. And then it was just one-way traffic for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, the psychology of this Ajax team. As soon as they, uh, as soon as they conceded that second goal, it was it, it was like I don't know. I don't want to say drop down tools, but it was basically uh, you, you know um, just, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Kind of <laughs> you know, it was yeah. really, it was really bad. Again, Chebac scored a goal. Like I keep saying. If he's so good at scoring, playing him up front, <laughs> playing up front. Jesus Christ! <laughs> playing up front instead of Kvili Dyer. It's simple. Do you, yeah. do you know what it is, right? You and I we're very similar, very similar. I'll tell you why. Forget the the receding hairline. Okay. Mm. The the way I feel about Safroni is how you feel about Chebak. <laughs> so it seems. Listen, listen. He scores goals. He's great. He's great at the attacking play. Defensively. Not so good. Defensively, he's not so good. But would it be a fair argument to say he's a wing back that often plays with three central defenders? If if Abuel played that formation, then I'd say yeah. But well, they have Abuel, done for large parts of the season. Well, when the uh, nutcase was on the bench, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no, he played as if he was playing three at the back. He didn't play three at the back. 
he had the team set up as if he had three tomato, tomato, maybe. But yeah, no, 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 no. And I, I see where, where you're coming Kapuzi from. But, yeah, but the reason why Chibak was a bit poorer, especially at the beginning of the season, was because three at the back system, but we're only two central defenders, sometimes one central defender. But anyway, regardless. Petrovic seems to be doing a very good job next to Crespo, even though between the two of them they are 70 years old. If you add their ages together, that's that's an old back line. They seem to be doing a great job. Susic can't get in the team? Yeah, which which is disappointing for me because I love Susic. I think he's better than <laughs> But anyway. And anyway, Dongala is hitting form? He is. Dongala is Mar- in very good form. He is. Marquinhos is also performing well. Uh, a lot of players... Uh, are clicking. It's it's great to see. There's a reason why I'm a little bit worried going forward, and we'll talk about it. But it's great to see at the moment, is seeing seeing these players perform the, the way they they are as well. Kind of um, seeing as well the younger players come off the bench, play a few minutes. It would be nice for Abuel to not get fined for not playing off Cypriots, but. Nevertheless, we know we're getting results. Um, players are performing well. Everybody's sort of happy. Yeah. Mm. Great stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, the home side, Aiklandaka. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Where where do we begin with this? <laughs> I mean, yes, first of all, let, let's say we called it, didn't we? We said he was going to... Uh, we, we said it was looking like curtains for him before uh, this game. Uh, we, I think we called it a must-win for him as well, didn't we? Yeah. I, in fact, to be honest, we were saying that when he, he got surprised. the vote of confidence yeah. after the third game against Doxa. Yeah. And then he signed a new contract and then they got smacked by Ayers. <laughs> Very weird. Very weird, the, that whole situation. Like, I don't see why, unless it was... Uh, favor from Javi Roca to get him compensation or I, I don't know I don't want to I don't, don't want to go into that that side of things but the way he was uh dismissed is apparently a bit weird basically he took the training session the first training session back after the game like like normal and then Javi Roca calls him into his office tells him you dismissed pack your bags go so he didn't even get to say goodbye to the players, which is which is a strange one. But yeah, you know, I social media wise, they brought out that standard thank you coach post on social media. You know, that we keep going on about <laughs> thank yep. you coach, bunch of yep. bollocks. Thank you coach. Uh, yeah. I mean, you'd think they'd make a bigger deal about him leaving, considering you know the fact that he he got them you know, into the last 16 of the Conference League, uh, got them performing well enough for, what, six to nine months of his tenure, you'd say? You know, yep. you know make, make a bigger deal. Do you know I what? Would expect. It, the, the whole situation is a strange one for me. You look at last season, as you mentioned, they had a fantastic season. Yeah, they fell off. They fell off in the league, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can can argue with that. But it goes back to what we said last week. It seems as if while he kept 
a core group of players. It's almost as if they dismantled what they built. They dismantled the structure that they built. They dismantled mm-hmm. the system that they built. And it's square pegs in round holes. Yep. Again, I, 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 I'll repeat. Franson, he isn't a Triskovsky up front in terms of the height, the physical presence, same as, as um, Rafael Lopez. You're not going to get that from Franson. Okay? Farage, I don't know what's happened to him. He looks devoid of confidence. He needs uh, time on the bench, at least to rest. I, I don't know what it is. Dongia, as talented as he looks, he's got no end product, and he's keeping Grushko on the bench. I know Grushko has come back from injury. Fine, I get it. But he's keeping him on the bench. Dimas, one of the best attacking midfielders in the league. I'm, I'm, I'm stick my neck out on this. He's one of the best attacking midfielders in the league. But he's largely ineffective, not because he doesn't have the ability, but it's the people around him. And as I said in the write-up, he's been deployed as this roaming, free-roaming midfielder where Altman, for example, last season, who was playing at number 10, was always hanging on the edge of the box, always supporting inside the box. Dima is a different player. So effectively, there's four positions that aren't the same as what they were last season. And he's trying to play the same system as what he did last season. You've got Gus Ledes, who, again, is protecting the back four, which is what he did so well last season. But the fellow with him is doing all of the running. So they're getting overrun through the middle of the park. And if you've got wingers that can support your fullbacks, you're going to stop their wide men from causing you any problems. So as I said, it's almost as if they dismantled the blueprint by simply putting the wrong players in the system. So again, I don't know whether it goes back to, you know, signing 11 players in the summer and effectively throwing shit at a wall and hoping that it sticks because the previous summer, they only made three or four signings. It's not as if Ultra came in and he was like, right, I'm going to sign this one, this one, this one. No, he used most of the players that were there that got them into the Champions League qualifiers with the exception of one or two. He strengthened goalkeeper, a couple other players. But this summer... Bring in 11 new players. It don't make no sense to me. It really does. Yeah. I mean, they they needed to replace some of the players that left. So Altman left for a fee. So they brought in they brought in Demers. They brought in Demers very late in the yep. transfer window as well. Uh, I have four of those players they brought in very late. Like, almost as if they were like panic. Panic. Bring, bring people yep, in. Santos, and got to fill the roster. Santos, that's hardly done anything. Yeah. Uh, Gadelari's been injured the whole time. I mean, Gadelari has a history; it has an injury history. Uh, but yeah, he he was getting to being close to being uh, on the first team. He came off the bench a couple of times, and then he's. Got I think injured I think again. that was a separate quota signing, though. I think anyway. You think? Yeah. Okay. Um, Robert is is very very good defender. He's just. He's 36 now. Yeah. So, especially with a lot of the forward lines that a lot of other teams are playing with, the pace and the power, maybe he's having a bit of difficulty keeping up because of his age. Don't know. Especially if you're playing such a high line as what Ultra like to play as well. You need to be fast and... He doesn't have that 
that's not that's not in that. I don't think that was ever in Roberge's repertoire. Is is a smart defender. He'll get the, he he will work very hard. He'll get the head, get get his body on the line. But if you're asking for somebody uh, with uh, speed, that's that's not who you go to. Um, they got they got rid of Rosales. Yep. Who was I think another pivotal player for him last yes. season. Yes. Yep. So you know I think they've replaced players and they've rushed to get these players in because they they already played one or two games in the season before they brought some of these players in. Yeah, and the worst thing about it is they, they didn't sign a like-for-like like replacement for Rosales. No. Diongo isn't that kind of player. Yes, no. he's a fullback that can bomb forward, but his delivery isn't anywhere near as good as Rosales. Don't forget, Rosales yeah. wasn't just getting to the byline. He's crossing balls from out wide, 30, 40 yards out. Yeah. This lad, no disrespect, he hasn't got it in him. No. So again, they, they, he's, he's got, he had the blueprint there last season. All he needed was to sign players that can play in that system. But what he's done, or whoever's decided to make the signings, they've gone, let's get that player because he's just free and we need an attacking midfielder, but he can't do what we need him to do. Let's sign that player because he's a free transfer, but... Mm, not yeah. sure he can do what the others so, can do. So, I mean, Javi Rocco is normally a lot more organised, isn't he? Well, not when it comes to bringing in managers. How many is he? Well, not, 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 <laughs> well not managers, but dif- you know, transfer wise. Yeah, he he yeah. he, he brings sure. in uh, players that fit into a system, fit into a system. Yeah, that a manager wants to play. So I'm not sure what's gone on this season with uh, this uh, summer with Javi Roca that's made him make the decisions that he's made. Um, but yeah, normally uh, it's the it's the coach who pays for uh, the bad form results, etc. Um, fans are blaming Javi Roca for what's gone on, and to be fair to Ultra, I think. There's a lot of blame to be placed on Rocker. Now, the problem with what's going on at AIC, if, so this is something that Garabadag is the chairman has said, sorry, the president has said, if Rocker leaves, then he's resigning. And I oh. don't think, I don't think AIC fans want that. This is again. This is another interesting one because didn't something happen last season where Garabadagi said that he was going to quit? I need to check the check the archives because I'm pretty sure there was there was a story or some murmurs that he was thinking of quitting. I'm going to have to look into this one, mm. um, but I'm pretty certain there were murmurs that he may be. Un- was it during the time when they? When uh, it was before, was it before the West Ham game when Javi Rocco kicked off on the oh, pitch? Who was it against? Yeah, you mean the suspend? Yeah, when Javi Rocco got suspended. Yeah, but which I, I'm gonna have to delve into this one because I'm pretty certain there there was there was something, and he brought out a statement kind of about like he was threatening to quit or something with a some idea. I can't remember. Can't for the yeah. life of me remember something. I definitely need to look into. But anyway, um. Back to your club. Yep. Something, well, good news and bad news. 
I, yeah. I, can't, I don't know if, if these are in the notes, actually. Um, it's your team's 97th birthday today. Correct. Yes. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Abuel. I'm not going to wish them happy birthday. 97 years old. 97 years old. I'm not going to do it. But bad. D- have you been on their the Twitter? What, what are you going to tell me? No, let me show you. When you go on Upper Wells Twitter, this happens. Watch this. Look at that. Balloons. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a Twitter thing. It's not an Upper Well thing, by the way. Okay. It's a Twitter thing. So don't worry. I so like you can good. refresh the screen and see all these balloons coming up. Good. Right. Okay. That, yeah, because, yeah, because the... Okay, good. Good. I thought that that was like a... the, the account did that. I was going to be no. like, well, there you go. That's how you deduct points for social media. No, 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 no. I mean, have you seen the videos on Instagram where the players wishing the club happy birthday? Yeah, I mean, one of them is Christos Wheeler, who in theory is no longer at the club. Nope. But we're not going to talk about that. But yeah. there, there is some, some a little bit of bad news for the club. They got a fine, didn't they, today? Yeah, I didn't write that in the notes. It was a bit late for that. But yes. Bursay Didi is owned is owed thirty thousand euros by Abuel FC, the company. After uh, I think it was a wrongful dismissal. I think they called yeah, it twenty twenty one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Abuel owe Bursay Didi thirty thousand euros, and they also have to pay a fine of something two thousand four hundred. Yeah. Now. Trying to get money out of Abuel is like trying to take blood out of a stone at the moment. Mm-hmm. And don't need to take my word for it. You can take Sir Pinto's word for it. Um, he, he was interviewed on, by a Portuguese media website. And, you know, most of the time it was like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, the football, very good. Oh, the, the club, Abuel, very good. History, yes. Mm. All, all that business. Yeah, because, you know, PR man. Anyway, um, he did drop, however, that people are being paid late every month, despite the very hard and best efforts the president is making to find new sponsors and income. For people listening, I'm hoping that they can hear in my voice the inverted commas that I'm also <laughs> doing for the video. Um, but yeah, uh, just as a reminder, Sapinto left Estegla last season in Iran and is taking that club to court via FIFA to get eight months of salary paid to him and his coaching team. Uh, and another reminder, Delays in payment of salaries was a problem last season as well at Abuel. So there you go. A couple, couple of reminders there for people. Now, um, I call this like part 249 of me hating on Bedridis uh, because I've made it very clear. I don't want him there no more. He's, he's no good. Anyway, um, the day after this interview came out, the Abuel social media team just stuck a video of a of a, an advert for a restaurant. Like nothing, nothing in the video saying like, "Oh, a new partner for Abuel," you know, anything like that. 
they just put it in the text of the post to say that we have a new partner in this restaurant uh but nothing in the video to mention up well at all it was just like have this fancy food mm, nice um but yeah uh at least at least players are going to get paid this month based off of that you'd hope um yeah yeah. Yeah. They also did the raffle. Finally, finally, they did the raffle for that flat. £140,000 value. They flat. did, yes. Yes, Euros, they yeah. did. So, yeah, they finally, finally did it. Did it. Um, so, at least Sapinto is going to get his salary for October while he's sat in his VIP box. <laughs> yeah. Um, something else with Sapinto. Okay, this is going to be an Abwell heavy podcast. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the results of the appeal came out, what, two weeks ago? Yes. And then at some point, I think this weekend, uh, the appeal courts released big old document, two big old documents uh, to explain their decisions. So the majority decision was to maintain the four-month ban. Uh, so I spent three hours reading this <laughs> fucking bullshit. So the least you could do is spend five minutes listening, five, ten go minutes ahead. I, listening I'm, I'm to me talk about back. it. I'm going to be vaping you. Your happy days, yeah. mate. Go for it. All right. All right. Good stuff. So um, first things first, the majority decision uh, document lists Sepinto's name wrong. So professional to the max. Yeah. Middle name is Manuel, not Mawel. Anyway, uh, that's that's by the by. So it's been revealed. Sapinto got a three grand euro fine on top of the ban for his actions. Uh, now, two pages of this document were taken up for this. I'm going to try and break it down. The appeal for the ban was sent in the English language, which would not normally be allowed as official documents should either be sent in Greek or in exceptional circumstances in other Cyprus official language, which is Turkish. English is not uh, an official language of Cyprus. But the appeal was allowed to continue because the Cyprus FA secretary accepted all the forms that were written in English uh, from Sapinto's legal team without asking for it to be officially translated. So part of the time that was spent trying to get the appeal through was trying to get all these documents translated. Now, in the text, it says, don't do that again, Cyprus FA secretary. <laughs> so the Cyprus FA secretary gets shat on in, the, in, in this official documentation. Um, so Sapinto in the press conference argued that he did not kick the advertising hoardings and that he was his assistant. Remember? Remember we played it. We played it on the podcast. Uh, video evidence has shown that otherwise. That it was Sapinto who was kicking the advertising board. Um, he also complained that... The liar, liar, pants yeah. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> he also complained that the unofficial fans started throwing things at him. That was true. Um... He goes to the fourth official to complain, grabbing him by the shoulder and shouting and striking the assistant coach of the opposition team. And then this is a this is like translated, but verbatim from the report, 
resembling a bloodied bull. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Uh, this would this would have deemed his behaviour unsportsmanlike and would have been banned for three games and fined 600 euros. However, the appeal board could not see the grabbing of the assistant referee in the video, so he's been cleared of this, despite the fact that you could see that he he, he looked like he was about to fight everybody on that pitch. Um, so, but for striking Yanagi's or Kath, Sapinta. Sapinto later admitted that he did it, so his so his punishment would have to stand. Um, normally, the minimum punishment for this is six months and not four months, as specified by Vrionidis, but the appeal board has decided not to extend the punishment. So, in fact, they've done him a favour by not yeah. by by keeping it at four months. Um, and also, just to finish it off, Sapinto has to pay the court fees. Now, the appeal board is made up of five members. Four of the members agreed. Now, there's one guy who did not agree at all. Uh, so the majority decision, they did an eight-page document. This one guy, he did ten. And two of them, no, sorry, four of them were copy-paste of the Greek version of the FIBA rules. Now, this Brilliant. dickhead here is reading it and going through it and being like, until I realised there was an asterisk next to it, and an asterisk, official translation of the FBI rules. I was like, <laughs> But anyway. Um, so, uh... the member references the confusion in contacting the fourth official for clarification on the events leading to the red card, despite the referee being the one giving out the red card. There was also confusion as to why the red card was given, with the fourth official claiming it was due to Sapinto attacking him, whereas the charge brought forward regarding the red card was because he'd punched Yanagi's or Kaz. Right? Uh, now, there seems to be discrepancies in the match report as well. Gallegos sending off is listed as for violent behaviour, whereas for right. Sapinto is listed as other. <laughs> Other. Yeah, that's the, that, that's the reason for Sapinto sending off. Um, so he disagrees with the majority of opinions that Sapinto had acted violently to the fourth official with comfortable satisfaction. Basically, he's saying that there's no video evidence, so we can't say that he did, even though there wasn't any video evidence. Because there wasn't any video evidence, we can't say he did. Legal, legal mumbo jumbo, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, he, dis yeah, he therefore would have found it difficult to give the full ban as previously stated by Vrionidis as there is little evidence of wrongdoing except for the unsportsmanlike behaviour of Kip King the Adbots. He then argues that Yanagis of Kass as the assistant coach does not count in the match officials and therefore the punishment dictating the full six month ban does not count here as an assistant manager is not listed as a match official. Fine. And uh, then finally, it would have reduced the punishment handed down for four matches for the admitted attack on Ocas and four matches for unsportsmanlike behaviour towards the fourth official. So there you go. Everybody can put the matter to rest. Sapinto can sit in the VIP stands for another three months, do this, and then go, yeah, team effort. Well done, lads. Woo. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, he because... did. But he did. He did. He did put, have time to put out a lovely post. He to, did uh, about our boys to birthday. celebrate the the club's birthday. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But yeah, like I said, he's a PR man because I'm pretty like I'm almost positive he has no effect on what's going on in the game. Serious question now, right? Mm. You being an, an Aboa fan, yeah, and maybe you're not the right person to ask because you're not a fan of his. Mm-hmm. But okay, no, it is the right question to ask actually because out of the, the Aboa fans that you know, yeah, do many of them actually want him there? Are they yeah. happy with him? Yeah, yeah, they are happy with him. They are happy with him. Look, in the end, right? He's got. Uh, a backroom staff who are uh, playing to his tactics, right? It's it's his tactics. His team are behind him and therefore probably help him to come up with these tactics in the first place. And then they're the ones that would be actioning it anyway. He's got a great backroom staff. So him being there means we get to keep that backroom staff there. But I mean, why, why, why are you paying for a coach to sit up in the stands for four months? Especially when you've got a very good, like a guy who knows how how Sapinto wants his team to play, gets them to play that way, and gets them to perform very well doing it as well. Like the fact that we haven't conceded any, like we've conceded so few and won so many games since Sapinto's been sat up in the stands, I don't think is a coincidence. Well, listen, by the time he comes back, the season will be close to an end. Then you'll probably be in the playoffs, and that's when he's really going to earn his corn, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, at the end of the day, we know how fiery he is, okay? And I don't think that this ban is going to change much with him. And in all fairness, if he's on the bench and he's suppressing everything, sooner or later, there's going to be a decision that's going to go against him and it's going to all kick off and it's going to be back to square one. And that could actually damage what your players have achieved. But then again, it's ifs, buts and maybes. I'm not here to to predict anything. It's just that you know that he's a loose cannon and whether that having someone there with that personality galvanizes the squad is, is one thing, but if it has an adverse effect, add that onto the fact that some players haven't been paid, there could be criticism from the stands and some of them might think, Oh, fuck this shit. You you, you just never know. I'm, I'm hoping that you guys capitulate because I, I think you guys are probably um, the closest title rivals to, to Ari, in all fairness, mm-hmm. just as last season. Well, listen, I I put I put I put my balls on the line uh, every well. Now this is the second season that I'm doing it, but there's an article on that website that says exactly where I think a boy are going to finish. Okay. Spoilers: It's second. <laughs> right. Okay, well, shall yeah. we move on? Because there's one yeah. more game to, to cover, yeah. I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And it is, well, Buffalo beating Anorthosia by a goal to nil. 
and a goalkeeping clanger by Arboleda gave Bafo the win. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I mean, Unbelievable that's the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the funny thing about a one-goal game is the highlights are finished after 46 seconds. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. It, I, I don't I don't understand. I was like, is the, is the pitch, uh, did it rain? Is it more wet for, for the ball? But uh, it doesn't look more wet than normal. No, so, no, I'm in the goalkeeper's union and he's dropped the clangor there. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, he should be doing better with that. But yeah, there's a couple of other chances, obviously, that we're not showing in there. Uh, where uh, Chico Banza basically almost kind of he's 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 done uh, he's done Ibisic in uh, he's taken the ball past him and instead of smashing it he kind of like just pokes the ball in and then Ikoko makes up for the error that he uh, made uh, against Omonia a couple of weeks back. Chases the ball back and uh, scrapes it off the line, clears it, uh, clears it away. Uh, any any other week, that's an equalising goal for Anastasi. Yeah. Um, another thing I need to point out, and I pointed it out on Adeja Kisamen with uh, Bedro and uh, and the Anastasi guy before, yeah. um, is I need to check the statistics on how many times players have hit the post. Since Waris has joined Anastasis. <laughs> again, did it again. He hit the post again. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't. He's, 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 he's a magical player, Waris. Waris going on. Yeah. The postman. The postman. So there's a couple of, there's a couple of baffle things to talk about. I'll, 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 I'll go straight I'll in. Always. Um, so the first one is uh, what will uh, interest our mate at Football Cypriota is that Aleph Manga, uh, I think I, I think it was just announced while we were recording last week, but he's yep. been banned from football worldwide for 360 days? It's not even That's 365, right, yep. is Not it? 365, 360 days. Maybe he gets five days to train over Christmas. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway... Um, yeah, I think we mentioned it a lot uh, very quickly last week. We mentioned it again this week. Uh, also, uh, Bafos has sent a 16-year-old on loan to Sampdoria. Yes. Uh, Georgios Jokic Scafi. Well, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's Scafi, right? Not Scafi. Anyway, I'll he, go with what you he, said. He's gone. He, he's gone on loan to Sampdoria under the 17s. So that's again another Cypriot player that Bafos have decided to loan out instead of say getting them somewhere near the first team so that they're not getting fined every week for not playing enough Cypriots. Anyway, they've got bigger problems because they don't have a stadium to play in next season. Yes. That's that's the big one. Yes. Because the Stelios Kiriagiri Stadium in Bafos has already had uh, a year, a season's delay. It's, it's, a, it's, a nice, it's a nice enough looking stadium. More trees it's, than fans. Sorry. <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, 
they 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 needed they they needed to do works on it last uh, this season, uh, and they've agreed to delay it by a season so Bathos could figure out what they're going to do. Uh, and then and then this week, uh, the president of the Cyprus Sports Association, Goa, um, got interviewed on the radio, um, uh, talking about the state of all the stadiums around, but. Most oh yeah, this this was a blinder, wasn't it? It was a, yeah. it was a blinding interview. Yeah, do, so I'm just going to talk about the Stelios Kiriagidis bits, yeah. but he does talk about the Magarion as well, the Colosseum. Anyway, um, we were talking about <laughs> Stelios Kiriagidis because a friend from the council jokingly said, "Give it to us for the investors to renovate it." <laughs> I thought I should answer. It was nothing new. We were informed by. Uh, in August by investors of Bafos for the decision of legal services. Um, there's a bit of a translation error in there, but I think basically Bafos are trying to enter into a legal process to try and get the stadium off the government. Um, but anyway, what I was to emphasize is that Bafos knew from August that in fact in question, I didn't say it as if it's a revelation, but I clarified that Bafos already knew beforehand that uh, it would be difficult for uh, this to happen. Anyway, uh, I, I, I'll, I go, I'll go into it later. Somebody asked the question on Twitter to me, and, and, I'll, yep. I, and I'll answer it. But it was decided to extend the reconstruction of the stands to next May. Bafos guaranteed and assumed any additional expenses, so any maintenance issues that arise from the work's been delayed by a year. Bafos need to deal with it. Um, the work will start uh, next May and Bafos should start looking for the stadium where they will compete next year. The discussion to do something with the athletics at the stadium of Yeroskibo was also on the table, but there was a mistake with the measures of the stadium when it was built. Uh, the owners of Bafos who made a wonderful training centre met us at the EAK PSAT conference. I was impressed. So, um, I did a Twitter thread about this in July, about because, you know, you're just kicking the can down the road and this is what the guy's yeah. saying. You know, you're going to have to pay for the expenses of keeping up the maintenance to something we tried to fix in May already. Now we're pushing it a year on even though we're not supposed to, so you're paying for it. Um, and I looked at some stadiums in the Bafo area that they could move into. Uh, they need work. A lot of them need work. Uh, the two most suitable options are that Yeroskibu Mihalis Christofi Gibriano Stadium, which has a capacity of 2,000, but would require work to move the training pitch to the side to, to add, add a new stand-in. And I think that's the uh, uh, the mistake that is mentioned in, in the speech here. Right. Mistake in the measures of the stadium. I, th I think that's what that, uh, that mistake refers to. Um, the other one is the ground at Agoglia, which the Bafos under-19s were using last season before they opened their, the centre of excellence uh, in Yeroskibu. Uh, it will still need the development of a new stand because as per the requirements of the first division, you need to be in a stadium that has at least two sides of the pitch developed. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, that's why Vauxhall were able to move into their new stadium last season. Um, but yeah, there's space at least at Cuclear to redevelop it without having to change other existing infrastructure. Now, okay. the reason why Bafos can't legally buy the stadium is because that stadium is an all-sports stadium. And Bafos right. would only be using it for football. So since it's a government property for full use of sports for running track and all the or all the other sports that would otherwise be using it as well as football if that gets then taken into private hands the government then needs to build another all sports stadium in Baffle to provide those services for the public that would otherwise be taken out because Baffles have bought the stadium off the government. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of what's holding that back. <laughs> the government needs to build another stadium for Baffle to move into this one. Which, for me, you go, well, why don't Baffle just move into their own stadium like Ayak did at the Ayak Arena? Which, the Ayak Arena, if you look where it is, it's right next to the Razizi, uh, which is That's also right. a football yep. stadium <laughs> and has the swimming pools and has the running pitch around the stadium as well. So, you know, that's my thoughts on the matter. Let's see how it develops. Well, because they need I, I a solution, we... otherwise, they'll be playing at the Alfamera. Or the I Tirio. think we know how this is going to end, don't we? I think we know how this is going to end. Um, I think the Giragiri Stadium is going to be purchased outright and they're just going to work on it throughout the summer, which is what they do. Well, let's see. Let's see how it, let's see how it goes. That's, I think that's it's never simple when the government's involved. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about the league table very quickly. Our yeah. world top, yeah. 23 points. Ari level on 23 uh, on one is sitting third. On one of the only unbeaten team, would you believe it? Buffer are fourth. Anorthosi fifth. Anorthosi face Omoni at home on Friday. Then there's Abolon in sixth. And there seems to be a gap, a gap between Anorthosi and, uh, sorry, Abolon and Salamina. Three point gap. Ajax sitting eighth, five points away from Abolon in sixth. And at the bottom, Othello, Garmiodesa, and Doxa. Othello's win. They're first of the season, so you just have Garmio Odisa and Doxa on zero points. And Faso, look wins. at that goal different. Zero, sorry, zero wins. Yeah. Sorry, zero wins. No. Um, but look at Othello, Faso. Yeah. Minus five goal difference. Not bad. Uh, not bad at all. I, I mean, you know, they've, they've performed they've performed admir admirably against the bigger teams as well. You know, they've got the draw against Abolon in the first yep. game. They've, uh, you know, they, they, they've squeezed, they've um, lost games very closely to some of the bigger teams as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite impressed with Othello and they seem to be keeping up so far. But then again, you know, they played Doxa. So, yes, true. So we'll, we'll, they're, they're going to have more difficult games coming up in the season. But, uh, you know, like I said last week, you've got three points between Othello's and Ayers and then three points between Ayers and Achna. So, you know, I think I think that last place for that last relegation spot is going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There you go. 
Right, my friend, we've done an hour and 13 minutes. Anything else you'd like to mention? Well, there's the mentioned the cup games. Yes. Uh, that happened tonight, so we haven't had a chance to properly, um, properly review what's gone on. But go through, go through the stuff for the cup. Uh, Abuel, Olympiagos, and Ayak have already gone through. They played their games uh, earlier, earlier on last week, two weeks ago. Um, Bafos, Bayek, and FC Krasava uh, got buys into the second round, so they're already through without having to play. Nice. Omonia, Ayel, Omonia and Ayel are already through to the second round as well. They don't have to play for being the finalists last season. And Aris go through because of their European obligations. Oh. So all these teams are already in the second round. Now, today, uh, tonight, we've had three games. We've had Voxa versus Star Wars Revenge of the Omonia. Yeah. Salamina versus Baralimni. And Agritas versus Ayes, which we talked about. Yes. Uh, now, now Salamina beat Baralimni 6-0. Both teams played very changed sides. I think Baralimni just they weren't bothered. They weren't bothered at all about the game. Uh, they want to concentrate on the promotion race, which is fine. Um, Zoxa lost 1-0 to uh, Omonia 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, so that's now 11 defeats in a row. Uh, but it does mean then that, all, that two Omonias could be playing each other yeah, in the next round. Very true. So that, very true. I think, I think if that gets drawn, <clears throat> Lefkosia will have to be barricaded. <laughs> well, no. What if a ball get drawn against them? That'd be even worse. That would be even worse, yeah. And you can bet your backside that they're not going to get drawn against either club. Yeah, they'd, they'd, they'd have to play that game in Egypt or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vada will show up. Vada will show up. Oh, God, yeah, then we'll have to talk about it. No, forget it. Vada will show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is wanting to play for one year? <laughs> oh, my God. The, well, yeah, I mean, you know, another game for Varda against Abuela. He, 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 he'll, he'll end up jizzing all over the place. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then Agridas, their home game at the Tirion versus Aez, they lost 4-3 after being 3-0 up, and Aez had a man sent off. So Aez had a man sent off, um, and then... Digini scored the first goal for Ayers in the 70-something minute. So it was 3-1. And then uh, Rashid Yusuf came off the bench, scored a goal in the 81st and the 91st minute to equalise. So 3-3 goes to extra time. And then Agridas have a player sent off for a second book of ball offence in the 95th minute. And then Ayers, uh, well, uh, Yusuf scores his hat his hat trick goal in the hundred and twentieth minute, and Ayers go through after extra time four three. Right, I'm entertaining just leave that game. 
Very entertaining game. Entertaining game, yes. Fantastic. Although I have my suspicions. But I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, let's not elaborate on them. Let's not elaborate, no. Mm-hmm. But I have my suspicions, as do many others. Yep. Uh, someone on someone on Twitter replied to you suggesting there may be a a uh, scarlet covered uh, colored envelope. Yep. But yep. we're not going to go into that. So, so somebody also said how many fans were at the Tyrion, and I said um, the Tyrion rumbled with the echo of the three people that were watching the game. <laughs> You could probably hear uh, sirens because it was yeah. a missile. So, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. There you go. There yeah, you um, and I just wanted to, to, to two, two more things. Yes. So, uh, Vrionidis has done his little blah blah blah. blah. Um, Spin the wheel. Exactly. I haven't quite gone through everything yet, but there is uh, something that happened in uh, a third division match. Is... Yes. Uh, Abea Agotiri versus Aep Bolemidion. And uh, the Aep, no, is the Abea or the Aep player, basically has been, has been fined and banned for a game for basically doing what Hambo did to um, Bruno. Uh, to Bruno, at least in the description that Vrionidis gave. So, yeah. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Yes. Well, just just try not to insult people's mothers, especially when they're dead. And then yeah. things like that won't happen, will they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Moving from that really shit play to yes. fair play. Yes. So dive into the Agrodigo just 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 for like this final like feel good story. Non league, um, baby. Non non league. So Elpida Astromeridis uh, played against AS Lithrodondas or AC Lithrodondas, sorry, in the Athletic Football Federation of National Football Clubs of Nicosia Suburbs League. Uh, Abuespel, Abuesp in in, uh, in in the Greek acronyms. So a forward player for AS Lithrodondas gets in a good opportunity to shoot and score. However, a defender for El Pira goes down injured. So, yeah, there you go. And in the spot of fair play, he stops playing. Walks away. Yeah. Walks away. Yeah. And, Very nice. And it's something you've never seen in Cyprus, ever. No, no. So this man is a champion, champion man. Uh, Andreas Kiriagou, number 18. Although what I will say is backwards to goal and I don't think he was going to spin and shoot. So I think he knew it was a uh, better idea to... Listen, he stopped. <laughs> he stopped. He could, have, he, 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 could have, he could have passed it to somebody. He could have done anything with it and yeah, just of course, rolled the ball away. So, Of course. So, yeah. Fair play. Fair play. Fair play. It's, Fair It's nice nice to finish on a nice story every so often. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, there is something else that happened today. What are you going to bring up? Cyprus. What are you going to bring up? Well, wasn't there some kind of conference? Oh, God. For God's sake, man. Oh, God. (laughs) 
yeah, let's talk about it. I'll, well, I'll, look, I'll, I, 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 I'll let you look, talk about it because that's your thing. Well, uh, I don't. I don't really want to say too much about it because, uh, look, yeah, the, the the way I see it, right, there's, there's a whole heap of lip service that occurs in Cyprus, mm-hmm. and th- there are certain. Okay, so the, the UEFA conference on club licensing and financial sustainability occurred today, and it's also occurring tomorrow. So today, as you're listening, but um. There was a comment made. I'm trying to find the actual statement uh, from Guma. And he said, we express our sincere thanks to UEFA for organizing this very important conference in Cyprus and for the trust with which it surrounds the Cyprus Football Association. I'm sure that a useful and constructive conference will be held. It's our firm belief that real progress in football does not come only through competition. Economic prosperity and good governance are equally important factors for the progress of the sports. We appreciate the trust and support given to us by UEFA. Right. So, um, yeah. In order to let it float, there, that that, 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 that stinker. Look, we appreciate the trust and support given to us by UEFA in order to continue our effort for the progress of football in our country country mm-hmm. but there's yeah. something else that was said by Andrea Traverso he's UEFA's director of economic sustainability and research and there's one comment I'm not going to use the whole the whole statement because it was long but he said uh where is it so the CFA has been successfully implementing the UEFA criteria control program for years. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure, mate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Are you sure? I know. I know, right? Because remember when we when we spoke about the pillars a few weeks ago? Yeah, the And Gambia, you said to me, yeah. yeah, and you were the one that said to me, still, you know, like, the, these are guidelines which they advise... The, the associations to to go through they don't necessarily have to follow them but yep. they advise them yeah well this guy reckons <laughs> reckons that the cfa have actually been following these guidelines or one particular guideline which is utter bollocks isn't it i mean right. you know it's it's like it's like they arrange this thing and then you've got the ghost of algioroglini's floating all like, <laughs> all above it yeah, but goes to a Christmas it, past. <laughs> it, they they went. It's it's so fucking. Yeah, it's the the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Algiorogliniz for for people who might be new to listening, so they don't know. Uh, we went we went through this in a lot of detail, but basically, the Cyprus FA do these criteria checks prior to accepting teams into their leagues every season. Without passing these criteria checks, you can't be in the league. Now, Gioroglini passed these criteria checks, otherwise they wouldn't be they wouldn't have been in the league in the second division. It gets to what January? Is it January, right? Um, I think and... it was October actually. Was it October? It was I earlier. Think it was October, okay. I think because I think, I think it, yeah, it was it was as the first phase of the second division was finishing anyway. Algeoroglin has announced that they were folding the football team, getting rid of it, 
not having it anymore. Um, by the time that they were able to release all their players for this, though, it was by, what, middle of January, something like that? Yeah. So, and these players hadn't been paid since the start of the season. Right? Again, financial criteria. Aguirre is passed the Cyprus FA's financial criteria. Now, the reason why Aguirre ended up folding was because FIFA went and looked in, sorry, UEFA went and looked in, in, the, uh, in the books of all the associations and found holes in, um, in Aguirre finances. So, rather than deal with the punishment that was going to come to them, they just went, okay, no, no, we're out, bye, see you later dropped everything so there's a there's a roster of what 24 25 players that in theory were full-time players because the second division in cyprus is full-time these guys full-time players 25 of them get chucked in the bin in the middle of january um by the time the all the legal mumbo jumbo is finished it's like two or three days left of the of the transfer window and the players union asked the Cyprus FA to give these players special dispensation to try and find clubs so that they can keep so they can actually earn a living while they're there uh, and the Cyprus FA told them where to stick it so yeah Plus, yeah. obviously, there's all the stories of players not getting paid, mm. transfer fees not being paid, coaches not being paid. Yeah. Yeah. Very ethical. Yeah, exactly. Very Agents ethical. being paid more than what they're supposed to, etc. Yeah, you know, but financial criteria. Great, great stuff. I'm very, very surprised, and I don't mean to, you know, pour fuel on the fire, but I'm very surprised that PASP haven't made a comment about that. Very surprised. I think maybe they're waiting for the conference to finish. Yeah, true. True. Very true. Watch this space, because this time next week, we might have a four-hour episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Especially because we haven't had the call up yet for the international team. Yeah, that's coming yes, up. Yes, but next week's the last games before the break, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I guess there might be some calm before the storm. Well, the the shit storm that well, is the ethnic. <laughs> you, you you say that, but Scotland uh, have already announced their uh, their team. And you know they're playing the, their games the same day, the same day. So yeah, yeah, it's coming anyway. It's coming. You know, yeah, get that yeah, that yeah. that, that uh, the meme, the tornado, and the guy going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for another yeah. episode of This Is Mapa. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and on Twitter or X at This Is Mapa. Visit foodfromcyprus.com. NCN12 is your discount for 12% discount. 
Get your That's Javi all... Rocker Road. Yeah, very there good. Go. Very there good. Go. That's all. Anything I've else you'd like to put? Fingers. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. I'm not going to interrupt you again. No, I just said anything else you want to mention. The website. Go read yes. Stell's. Go read Stell's article. Click the link. Go have a read. Have a, have a wander around. There's plenty of interesting stuff in there. Absolutely. So there you go. Right. That's another episode in the book. Thussos at Flares Cafes on Twitter as well and on Instagram. Don't forget. But everything is in the description below. So don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment. And until next time, be safe. Adios. Swish. Swish.